Hey everybody, welcome to Soul Food Priest with Father Ben. It's awesome to have you. I'm here with Kira Roddy and Sylvia Vega. How are you guys doing? I'm great. I'm, this Muy is bien. Yes. <laughs> great, great, great. It's a little humid oh. down here in mm. Memphis. Oh yes. Already. That's not a good sign. Buckle up, buttercup. Oh. We're just getting started. It's <laughs> not a good I sign. I know. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, for me, August and February, the two most difficult months in Memphis. Mm. And... Um, I think you'll be traumatized for February for the rest of your life. Uh, 100%. Yes. 100%. And I, I'll be honest, I never understood why in the world, I, and I love Elvis, but why do people come from all over the world to come for Elvis weekends in August? Mm. I'm like, of all the places you could go, you want to come to Memphis in August? Yeah. And and I've had this discussion with so many people of yours <laughs> because they're like, oh, it's awesome. And I'm like... It's 110 degrees with humid. I like, why do you come here? Why not go to like someplace beautiful? But yeah, I know that they'll, they'll blow up my car for saying that, but you know, they'll never, I'll be next to Jimmy Hoffa someplace. Yeah, there's, um, so have you guys read what's going on now in Italy with the pasta situation? I heard a little no. bit about it this morning in the office, but I don't remember. So please remember. Okay, me. so they are, I mean, this is almost, God forgive me, Italians out there, but this is almost kind of comical. So they've convened a special council in Italy right now because the price of pasta has gone up over 20%. And that's a problem in Italy because 60% of the people eat pasta every day. Mm -hmm. Okay. So they're like, okay, what do we do? I get them. I get mm -hmm. it. If they did that in Mexico with tacos, people will go nuts. And Amen. Amen. I mean, seriously. So they are in full panic mode. And this is primarily because the, the price of wheat, because right. of the war in Ukraine, has skyrocketed. Mm -hmm. So people are about to um, go into full panic mode and or be drinking a whole lot of grappa and Chianti. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah, when pasta is your staple, mm -hmm. like maybe even three times a day, definitely two. Mm-hmm. Uh -uh. It's a problem. It's a big problem. Now, have you guys ever it. made pasta from scratch? I have. Mm -hmm. you it have. went terribly wrong, but it didn't taste bad. Consistency was off. I think I, it, it, no, but it was okay. Okay. Remember, I'm not the baker. I'm not this making stuff from scratch mm. other than like Mexican food. So I was okay. I was proud of myself, but um, it was very dry and it was. Yeah, I don't know if that makes mm -hmm. sense. I was missing something. Yeah, you know, did you uh, did you say a prayer to Julia Child before you did this? That's th that's what I was. I mean, missing. clearly that was that, the problem. That was, that was it. Nobody's perfect. So, <laughs> that yeah. was it. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. I only pray to Juan Gabriel and Luis Miguel. Uh, okay. All right. Well, <laughs> in our weakness, there is strength. Yes, yeah, as Saint Paul says. So, it, I'm going to give you a quick recipe for pasta. Okay? okay. And this is a great thing to do with your kids, by the way. Okay. It's a nice bonding experience with okay. your children. Okay. Here you go. All right, so um, it is uh, two eggs. Uh -huh. All right, a cup and a, a cup and a half of flour or semolina flour. Okay. All right, splash of olive oil. That's it. That's it. Now you can put a you can put a little salt in there. I never do. Um, two eggs, mm -hmm. cup and a half of flour, splash of olive oil. Not a mess. Cup and okay. A half. Did I add water? So what you do is you, you make a little well and you can do it, put the little eggs in the well mm -hmm. and you know, I never do that. Oh so yeah, I, when they do that. And yeah, yeah, I never it, yeah. do that. So what, what I do is I use James Beard, Julia Child's recipe. So you put the flour in a food processor uh -huh. 
and you spin it, turn it on, and then you drop in the eggs and the olive oil one at a time, right? And a food processor. And a food processor. So then it it comes together as a ball. Uh It's about the size of a tennis ball, okay? Uh And then you let it sit for about an hour, roll it out, it's perfect. Look at that. She's she's intrigued. I am. And then you can put in like, if you want to put basil or whatever, Mm -hmm. I've made spinach, green, you know, with, with dried spinach powder. If you put in like dried beet powder, it's beet red. Um, if you put in turmeric, it's bright yellow. And this is crazy. This is only for advanced users. But if you're feeling like especially wacko, um, believe it or not, this is really, really good. So I really encourage you to try that. If you add a couple tablespoons of cocoa powder to the pasta dough, you make chocolate pasta. Okay. When you, when you, when you poach it, when you cook it, you uh-huh. can cook it in half water, half white wine. Okay. And then what you do is you serve it on a plate for dessert, and you don't give them a lot. You give them maybe Uh the size of a little bigger, a big lemon, about that big, okay? Uh With raspberry sauce on top. Okay. So you have chocolate pasta, raspberry sauce. That's what I was missing. (laughs) A little dollop of mascarpone cheese, Mm -hmm. and then uh, pistachios. So you have chocolate, white, red, green. And then you serve it with a little so bit of gelato. Yeah, you're making this for us <laughs> soon. Like it's kind of cool because you have the hot and the cold thing happening at the same time. Yeah. And it's something Intrigued. different, right? I am very nice. I will say this. Kids totally dig this. Okay, yeah. if any of the listeners are trying any of this, please send us the pictures of mm-hmm. you trying this because I'm definitely going to at least try the kids' version of the easy pasta stuff with the kiddos. Mm-hmm. So if you do this, send us pictures that you did it. And yes. you can use Nutella, by the way. I've used Nutella. I was going to ask, can you do Nutella? Yes, yes. Yeah, mm. with God, all things are possible, Kira. <gasps> And so I very much recommend So then this. would you eliminate the olive oil? Um, yeah, that? well, because yes. You, now, you can still put the olive oil in there. I've actually used walnut oil for the uh-huh. chocolate. Okay. And walnut oil is uh, it's mainly made in Italy, so it's, a, it's an Italian oil. It's but the problem with walnut oil is it, it spoils. So I usually keep it uh, at uh, in the refrigerator, which they don't recommend, but I do it anyway. Mm-hmm. And so um, mm. good stuff. Nice. So this, so next time you guys try it, take a picture too. Okay. Because we want to see this. Okay. okay. Got it. Please, please, please. Yeah. Yeah. Please here it is. It. I get a KitchenAid mixer finally, and I'm like, yes, I'm gonna make pasta some bread. And then I'm like, I don't have the recipes. Uh, well, <laughs> and, and then and come to find out, all I needed was a food processor, which I've had that for years. And I'm like, yeah. oh, seriously? I thought you I remember when mixer. we were talking about Fukasha? Yes. And it didn't can, work. I didn't, I didn't do it well. Yeah, I didn't do it right. Really? Did you do it? Yeah, but I don't think I got your recipe. Did you pray to Julia Child first? <sighs> no. Okay. All right. So I'm seeing a pattern <laughs> So with listeners, you guys. remember, pray <laughs> to Julia Child. <laughs> Apparently, she needs to be canonized. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. We're not asking for much. St. Julia, pray for us. Yeah, this, um, one of the things that I love about this, and, and one sees this all throughout Italian cuisine, as you know, as an, an Italian, Kira, mm-hmm. is simplicity. Simple, simple, mm-hmm. simple. Anybody that's ever been to Italy, it's one of the first things they notice about Italian cuisine is it's simple. You order pizza, there's literally three ingredients at the most. Mm. Um, and but the quality of the ingredients are so exquisite mm-hmm. that yeah. you don't have to do anything to it. Yeah. And in fact, chefs will often say that's a sign of an immature chef is when they take 
a beautiful ingredient and they do too much to it. Of course. Because they don't respect the integrity of the ingredient and where it's from and the terroir, where it came from, right? Mm -hmm. And I mention this because, you know, when we talk about simplicity, often I really firmly believe in the spiritual life, people overcomplicate it. They really do. Granted, there's a lot of different spiritualities out there, even within the world of Catholicism. Mm -hmm. You know, we have Carmelite, we have Jesuit, we've got, you know. But one of the things that's really beautiful is St. Therese of Lisieux Mm -hmm. and her, she died in 1897 um, in her early 20s. And she wrote one book called The Story of a Soul. She wrote it um, out of obedience to her sister, who was her religious superior. Mm -hmm. And she was made a doctorate of the church over one book, Mm -hmm. over one book. And Mm -hmm. so it, and one of the things that she talks a lot about, John Paul II made her a doctor of the church, she talks about her finding meaning in simplicity. Mm-hmm. And that's very important. Um, and and it kind of reminds me of Italian cuisine in that sense, is that less is better. Always. Right? Mm-hmm. What's the best steak you've ever had? Steak that is only placed in just a little bit of salt. Mm-hmm. That's it, mm-hmm. that, my favorite steak. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So what we do is we remember in a very special way with her writings and everything really just her life and her witness um, for this young woman is there is meaning in small things and simplicity mm-hmm. and um, so whether we're, believe it or not we're changing diapers or we're going <laughs> to we're staying up with a kid who's vomiting at two in the morning because they have a stomach bug mm-hmm. or as a priest you know I will um, pick up trash here on Sunday mornings or clean mm-hmm. the bathrooms in between masses. It's not real glamorous. It's not real sexy. <laughs> um, but it's what the Lord has put in front of me. Uh-huh. And so like when I'm cleaning bathrooms, um, I just think, Lord, yeah, I'd rather not be doing this. But th- what I've found uh, over the years in doing it is that it kind of, believe it or not, kind of becomes meditative in the mm-hmm. sense like you, uh, like for instance, it's, really um, helped me, um, whether if I'm cleaning pews or picking up trash or doing counseling with someone, this is, this is who I'm married to. Mm-hmm. These are the people of God. And so I think that, um, I think that's kind of what the little flower's talking about. And uh, I'll never forget, I read the story of a soul. I was sitting, this is in 1998, I was in Rome and I was with a group and they were having a meeting in this and this uh, Dominican friary. And I, I was, uh, it's a beautiful day. It was like 72 degrees in Rome, gorgeous day. And I was sitting, eating uh, some gelato on the lawn in this, uh, in this monastery and just sat and read the entire book basically mm-hmm. over the course of one day. Mm-hmm. And it's a simple book and that's one of the reasons why the message is so important because it's, it's simple and yet profound at the same time. Yeah. And it's also, too, she, you know, it's simple in the fact that she just says, love is our vocation. That's, mm. that's it. For, and that goes, that applies <gasps> yeah. for every single person. Love is our vocation. That's all it boils down to. And, and how that love manifests is different based on our, you know, other vocations. But our ultimate call is is to love and she also too i think beautifully kind of as you're talking about you know kids with a stomach bug and all that you know in family life she talks a lot about trying to be child 
like. Mm. And, you know, that, that God is, just as a child, walks up to their parents and says, you know, pick me up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you want to get to the heights, sometimes you just have to ask your father to pick you up. Yeah. And hardly any parent can, you know, look at their child and say no, but you just, you pick up your child and you hold them. Um, and that's what she said. Like, we need to be childlike in that sense of mm-hmm. going to our parents and finding yeah. joy in everything. And I definitely, I think ever since I read that, um, I have definitely looked at all of my children and even, you know, especially when they're in their toddler years too, when they're and try to kind of glean what kind of what kind of things can I learn about being childlike from a toddler that maybe I've lost that I think Saint Teresa Lucy was trying to help us regain. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, if you think about it, I mean, I know that not everybody's going to agree with this, but um, the older we get, I think that we might agree more, but. Just think of when a child or your husband or your spouse uh, brings you a gift on your an anniversary. And let's just say it's like a very expensive ring or a very expensive mm-hmm. pair of earrings or whatever. And just hands it to you. It's like, here you go. Happy Mother's Day. Mm-hmm. Or and then you take a kindergarten kid that's never given you anything but Mm -hmm. then it's just a hand that's been drawn Mm -hmm. and it's hearts everywhere Mm -hmm. and it's like mommy i love you the simplicity and Mm -hmm. the love behind that Mm -hmm. gift is just i mean i mean i see it completely different now maybe when i was younger i didn't Mm -hmm. see it the same way but you get to see how those things are more powerful Mm -hmm. and more meaningful Mm -hmm. in the simplicity but on how much love they show Mm -hmm. now and well said it's one of the hardest things as a parish priest because on our birthday, on Christmas, Thanksgiving, grade school kids will give you 5,000 homemade cards that they get, <laughs> that they made you. But, I mean, like, what are you going to do with these? As yeah. par- I mean, oh, as gosh. the years go on, you have literally garbage bags full file. of these. And, like, you, you're like, dude, I don't want to throw these out, but I can't keep holding on to them. Yeah. So it's, yeah, I definitely agree. <laughs> yeah. I definitely agree. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Um, you know, and it, it, I'll be honest with you, as much as I love our country, I think the little flower's little way is in some ways, I don't want to say antithetical, but it's harder for Americans, you know, because from the time that Americans can walk, we are told you can do anything you want to do. If you mm-hmm. set your mind to it, mm-hmm. you can do anything you want to do and just go out and conquer and, and rah, rah, rah. And not all of which is bad, I'm saying, right? It's good to motivate our children. On the other hand, you know, if we think about what she's saying, she's mm-hmm. saying, okay, greatness is found in hiddenness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and, and she, nor is she saying that we don't need leaders. Of course we do need leaders. She would totally agree with that. Mm-hmm. But there's, there's just as much beauty in hiddenness and simplicity. Mm-hmm. People that you know, that are forgotten, Mm -hmm. you know, what is called the last, the least and the least favorite Mm -hmm. sometimes, you know, there's beauty there and holiness. And I think that's what Jesus is talking about when he says the last will be first and the first will be last. Mm -hmm. So it, and maybe it's, it's kind of harder for Americans. On the other hand, you know, somebody could make the argument, well, look, that's what makes Americans great. Mm -hmm. We had some of the most amazing soldiers and athletes, and there's no question. I would totally agree with that. Mm -hmm. So I'm not throwing the baby out with the bathwater here. What I'm saying is maybe we can reach a healthy balance mm-hmm. between those two, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, because 
if, for those of who don't know about Saint Therese of Lisieux, all she wanted to do was to be a nun. That was it. That she just she wanted to be a nun, and you know, and so she wrote this, and she was cloistered, and so just that's now she died at a young age, but she was hidden from the world, mm-hmm. and now she's this doctor of the of the church is this is just this huge huge saint um, and probably one of the most well-known saints mm-hmm. out there and yet she lived a very hidden quiet small life um, and so it's kind of really really beauty you know a, a beautiful testament to that hidden life and mm-hmm. the good that can come from that so I kind of as a mom at times you know if you're a housewife or something like that you're very hidden you know what you do is very hidden it's not out in the world uh mm-hmm. and uh but you know the most beautiful things can happen there mm-hmm. uh, yeah. so i agree 100 percent. i was talking to um my husband and for mother's day he's like what do you want to do let's go out to eat and i was like i just want to be home mm-hmm. i just want to relax and maybe have my mom over and one of my best friends and I just want to eat and lay my sofa. That's what I want. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he's like, done. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. And it's just like the the smallest little thing that just shows me, you know, what I want for my, you know, the type mm-hmm. of love that I want in that mm-hmm. moment. I just needed simplicity. Mm-hmm. That's what I want. That's what I need. And I cherish simplicity right mm-hmm. now so much. And especially to, um, again, it can, might be taking the, the wrong way, but... I've seen people that have very little in life mm-hmm. and live a happy life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've seen people that have it all and have not had a happy day mm-hmm. in their lives. So it doesn't, it really doesn't come down to having it all or it, simplicity can make you value the stuff mm-hmm. that you have mm-hmm. in front of you and make you love it more, cherish it more. And just like um, St. Therese, you know, she was again a nun and she wasn't really out there she was hidden but now we get to see the beauty of you know the love that she had for jesus and the love that she wanted all of us to experience and by doing what loving the lord and serving the lord and just loving everybody else and she taught it to us in simplicity yeah that's right that's right well and and well said because truly i think as we get older I think most of us would agree that we have these moments where mm-hmm. uh, a simple moment is, is a treasure. And I, I'm sure you guys have seen this a thousand times in your families. Uh, I see this as a parish priest, but you have these moments in life where you think, okay, drink this moment in because yeah. this does not have that happen that often. It's oh, like, yeah. it's almost like I always think that, you know, what the joke in Memphis is you get like 20 minutes of spring mm-hmm. and then it's gone, yeah. right? It's here <laughs> and then it's gone. And so you're like, okay, it's a beautiful day. Mm-hmm. Roll down the window and yeah. listen to a good song. And so, um, and it's kind of, it's, it's a simple moment that has mm-hmm. treasure yeah. and, um, and it's, it's beautiful. I, I mean, I very firmly believe I've been with a lot of people at the moment that they pass. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I think that in those moments, you know, it's not what they have Mm-mm. that they re- care anything about. Mm-mm. It's those moments and the relationships that they mm-hmm. treasure mm-hmm. that, um, and, and frankly, you know, that, that is wealth. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. You yeah. know, when people can drink in that moment and be grateful. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and the truth is, and, and this is sometimes a hard pill to swallow, is often suffering and going through trials makes those, the little way more powerful. You know, the little way becomes a big way in the sense that my point is simply to say that when we go through trials, we're often humbled and uh, we have a deeper sense of compassion for other people because we've been there. And uh, the suffering brings meaning to a person such that they are content, to your point, Sylvia, to be. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, you know, what's what uh, Joseph Ratzinger, Benedict Sixteenth, used to call letting be, mm-hmm. that you, uh, you're, you drink in the moment for the moment's sake, not because you're getting something out of it, yeah. although we are, but we drink in the moment for the moment's sake because in, in, in it's the, the moment itself has beauty because the people have beauty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, there are two things that, that come to mind. My uh, toddler... Uh, he right now he's he's so he's so extroverted and so whatever comes in his head like comes out his mouth too and so but it's really (laughs) cute because all of a sudden he'll look at me and be like mom that's a beautiful dress (laughs) I mean and then this morning I got dressed and he walked in he goes you look really cute today (laughs) he's so cute (laughs) you know it is no one's ever told me that I look cute (laughs) here just so you know so that's that's good that's good I'm jealous you know, but it's just like, he just like all of a sudden is struck by something and then it just, he, he says it and he, and it's a small moment, but I'm like, but the way it affects me Mm -hmm. is massive. Oh yeah. You know, because I think as we get older, we get so jaded by, Mm -hmm. you know, what are people going to think? Or we've, we've been made fun of or whatever it is that we put so much into things like that. And that, but like to him, it was just, you know, you just, you look, I'm like fretting over stuff. And he's like, you look so cute today. (laughs) Or I'll call him on my way home. Are you on your way home? I'd be so happy to see you. Uh, You I mean, like he just vocalizes that stuff. And I think. Those are simple things that we need to vocalize to people mm-hmm. like all the time that oh, would yeah. just make their day. But a lot of times we're thinking, well, I don't know if I should say mm. this. I don't know. How will they take it or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. It is, that's just kind of one thing he's teaching me right now mm. about, about being childlike and just it's simple, but it's just, it is a dollop of absolute beauty in the, in the day. <laughs> and the other thing that I was kind of thinking about that kind of goes along, um, that that kind of goes along with that is just um, oh, I totally blanked and forgot what it was <laughs> because your son a, just I know yes. your life that's <laughs> why over no I was uh, yeah. I was thinking of the simplicity of I don't know if you guys ever been on a road trip I know when we were all young we were probably in the back seat at some point just looking at the wind and just seeing trees and trees mm-hmm. and trees mm-hmm. and trees and trees and more trees and more trees and it's just like the kids in the back like we're so bored are we there yet are we there yet <laughs> and i you know my husband and i we, we started to be like y'all need to really look mm-hmm. out mm-hmm. the window mm-hmm. and stare at all the beautiful things that are outside of this car Right. That tree is not the same tree as that tree, mm-hmm. and but it's just a tree. What what if we didn't have trees? <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, yeah. look at that bird. That's a beautiful bird. Ugh, it's just another bird. Mm-hmm. Well, that bird is the female version of that 
cardinal that's over there mm-hmm. and there yeah. that's a cardinal mm-hmm. and then it's just like the simple the things that we take for granted oh the oh kill the bee do you know what happened if we didn't have bees like mm-hmm. it's just really take in all this stuff the simplest things on how important it makes everybody's mm-hmm. life um especially your spouse <coughs> your friend your co-workers your family members the simplest part of their um, character their personality if they didn't have that mm-hmm. they would be a completely different person um if you have a person that's extroverted and just like well if they weren't like that they would not be that person mm-hmm. so take a look closely and look at the simple don't look at the whole thing simply look at that and say that is a tree but that is a different tree and that tree made that fruit and that fruit is my favorite fruit because it's so juicy (laughs) just get down to basics and enjoy the simplicity of every single thing that is out there when you guys bring up good points Mm -hmm. right i mean yeah i remember my second point and it's along (laughs) the lines of that is that i think in our culture it's so hard it takes a lot of work to simplify. Yeah, mm-hmm. We overdo our schedules. We're looking at screens all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've, we've formed these habits of being busy all the time and being so preoccupied with so many things that to shut it all down mm-hmm. or to decide to lighten up, if we, if we lighten up our schedule, that means we have to say no to a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And we think it's going to disappoint our kids or it's going to disappoint us or whatever. But just the, the simplifying can be hard. And, and, but sometimes I think we do have to go through a de- detoxing period mm. in no, order no to question. get there. That's kind of what Lent is similar. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a th- common theme in Lent. Yeah. I mean, and, and it's, it, it is a detox. And it's mm-hmm. like a shaving off, a pruning and pruning that mm-hmm. I, I don't need this. And those expectations are placed on people in this culture. Yeah. Good stuff, good stuff. Make so our, our lives are like pasta, man. Mm-hmm. Make the chocolate pasta, send us pictures, and please know that you're loved, people. Uh, listen, don't forget to put soul in your food and give food to your soul. God bless you.